Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I am your hostess. I am your coach. My name is Nicole DiVincenis. It's awesome to have you here, as always. And today is November 1st. It's 2023. The year is just about over. I don't know. Anytime we hit thanks or, uh, Halloween, it just seems like <laughs> the next thing you know, the Christmas decorations are up and bam, the calendar page turns over right into the brand new year. We have eight weeks left of the remaining year. And I'm of the mindset that you should always be several weeks, several months, a whole entire quarter, a whole entire season ahead of where it is that you are steering your goals towards. And so with that, we're going to talk today more in the health and fitness realm, specifically towards the ladies. And men, if you're on this podcast, you're going to find that there's pieces in here that will definitely apply to you as well. Um, And of course, it will apply to the women in your life. So you're welcome to join us. Um, With this one, we're going to be talking specifically about some of the biggest mistakes that I see when it comes to women who are looking to change their physique. And I know that there's women out there and I was of the mindset too, you know, I want to get fit and I want to be toned. Uh, But when you really boil it down to it, just, I don't know, sometimes when you're first starting out in a different fitness capacity or, you know, you're, you're always trying to like improve your physique, like you're trying to look better in a pair of jeans don't even get me started about what it had been like going to try on a bathing suit. I know a lot of things are delivered home. Not everyone is trying things on in the store anymore. But there was like that whole period like where you're under the fluorescent lights of the dressing room and everything looks bad. And like you see every single little pucker of cellulite. You see every imperfection on your body. And then even the status of clothes have changed over the years. Like it just seemed like all of a sudden they were cut for boys' bodies, like pants for a long time. Like me, I've always had curves. I mean, I've always had very muscular legs, so I've never really fit into like normal people clothes anyway. And then once I started training, like all of my body proportions, they do not fit into like normal, I call them normal people clothes, but stuff that you find in the store. But even for like women who don't carry necessarily as much muscle as I do, or who don't have, you know, my waist is super, super tiny in comparison to the, I have an X frame. So like, I always have to have my pants tailored, but even women who don't have that marked of an X frame have more of a silhouette or hourglass shape like the pants are not made for a woman's body they're just they're not they're either straight cut or today they almost look like they're amorphous like they will fit any size it's a very casual just I don't know what's going on with fashion but when it when it comes to you as a woman me as a woman like you like to look good and you know I think we can all be in very fair agreement here that when you look good, you feel better about yourself. Even though I know you're not supposed to, I, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. Like you just carry yourself different when clothes fit a certain way and to a very like much higher degree when your body is looking good, not just because you're skinny, but because you're actually in shape, it takes you to a whole different level. You, part of it is the confidence that's derived from achieving, you know, different levels in your training program and keeping promises to yourself when it comes to health and nutrition. 
But believe it or not, like the way that your physique looks, it functions largely like a calling card. And when you walk into a room, you command the room in a completely different way. If you work in the world of business, any sort of like client facing, front facing, you're standing at the front of a room, whatever, it just, you command a higher level of respect. And sometimes people, you know, they get intimidated by that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you on your fitness program, your fitness process. I hate calling it a journey because it seems like journeys don't have any end destinations. You know, I sometimes you're exploring different things, but me, I am more of a goal-oriented individual because I like to have a sense of completion and then, you know, resetting and recalibrating of a new goal so that you stay in the growth mindset. But the biggest mistake that I see hands down, and I've been coaching and training people for, are we 15 years now? Probably. And then myself going through just cycles, like endless cycles of cardio and all kinds of stuff to make myself look better for, for as long as I can remember. Like I remember being as young as eight years old. I started dieting when I was eight years old. It was just crazy town. But the biggest mistake I see with women trying to change their physique is extremism. And extremism shows in two different ways. And sometimes they're done together, sometimes they're done independently, but here's, and I'm telling you from personal experience, I, I went through all of this stuff and I'm here to tell you that you can 100% like get this stuff underneath your command and champion it, like for real. I'm a living testimony to this and that's the end. Of, that's, that's all I got to say about that. But extremism shows up in two different avenues, if you will. One has to do with eating and drinking. So usually what this looks like is um, a woman will be hyper-focused on fat loss. Okay, so when you are looking to change your physique, we're going to sidestep over here and do some quick anatomy so that you have a solid foundation so that you really understand exactly what you're dealing with. You're not just like, I don't know, a walking skeleton with blobs of fat on you. Like you have all these different things that are on your body. Muscles are one of them and muscles are actually why you're able to move and pick up a glass and, you know, pick up your kids and drive in the car, go up and down stairs, sit at a desk. That's, you know, breathe, like, <laughs> you know, just the basics. So you have muscles on you and then you have fat and then your skin. So you've got like all this stuff. But typically with women, we tend to hyper-focus on fat loss. And unless you have the right information, I think most of us nowadays know, and it's becoming more mainstream, the importance of resistance training, strength training for women to not just maintain muscle mass, but to continue to grow it because um, it helps you to you know, live longer, stronger, and, and more vital life, but it really helps reverse the aging process. But when you're so hyper-focused on fat loss, it usually comes at the expense of like complete negligence of the muscle. 
All right, I'll get into more detail as to what that means. But that's usually like the first portion of extremism is number one, the focus of a woman is usually on fat loss. Now I'm very intentional about the words that I use in all of my coachings and trainings and just about in everyday life to the best of my ability because I'm actually always coaching and teaching no matter where I am, it seems, which is a good thing. Um, but when you are focused on loss, okay, I'm, I'm focused on the fat, you know, energy goes, energy, how does that say, energy flows where attention goes. So if you're focused on fat and you're hyper-focused on fat, you actually like eliminate your ability to actually embrace other things. And what happens is that you become so hyper-focused on fat loss that then all of the operations and all of your methodologies, all of your actions, and then consequently the habits that you form are all geared towards fat loss. So now the next level to this, the next it's a downwards level, it's a step down, has to do with two different activities, if you will, or two different habits. One is your nutritional habits and two are your activity habits. So on the nutritional front, when you're hyper-focused on fat, and you know, when you coach and train with me, the, the given here is that you are willing to do some self-triage and really say, yeah, I am hyper-focused on fat loss, okay? So like admitting that you have a problem is the first step to a healthy recovery. And so just know like you're among friends when you're listening. I'm speaking from personal experience. I remember what this was like. If that's not you, well then maybe just, you know, kind of pause your little thoughts here and wait until, you know, we come back and uh, there's something that you, you, you more identify with. But for my friends who are willing to be that honest about themselves, when you then t take a look at nutrition and your quote unquote training program, which is usually cardio, when you're hyper focused on fat loss, the next level of extremism and the level of this, again, I want to emphasize this is a down step level. This is not your increasing levels. Now, like extremism is like at ground level, if you would. Now you're taking a step down into the nutritional and the activity habits here. Nutritional extremism shows up in a couple different ways as well. Number one, it's caloric deprivation. Okay, so you're cutting back your calories and usually the amount of calories that a woman will consume over the course of 24 hours is usually not compatible with life. There's usually meals that are being skipped, eating maybe once a day. And for those of my people who I, I just had a thought who are in any sort of like intermittent fasting programs, you know, everything works, nothing doesn't. But you, the women who come and seek me are not intermittent fasters who are on all red meat diets and who are like, that's just not who this is. The, the women who come and seek me out are the people who are really sick and tired of yo-yo dieting, who have caloric extremism, like caloric deprivation extremism. And with that, it's nutritional deprivation. So once you start cutting back your calories, like calories, everyone is afraid of them. Calories are just a unit of measurement of energy. 
just like watts are a unit of measurement of energy on your light bulbs, on your lamps, or joules, or mega whatevers, megahertz, you know, there's like measurements of energy, just like cups and teaspoons and tablespoons, like ounces and milliliters, or like these are units of measurement. So calories are actually a unit of measurement of the amount of energy which is held inside a particular food or drink. That's literally all that it is. So yes, you have to be mindful, like calories play into a role. It's something that makes it easier for us to establish a nutritional program for you. When you coach and train with us, we don't put you in hyper-focus on caloric content. Like It's useless because you can eat calories or drink calories and if they're nutritionally void well then that doesn't do any good for you like it literally you end up messing yourself up so extremism with women number one hyper focus on fat loss number two both caloric and nutritional deprivation and then we'll get into like what happens when you go down that pathway I know a lot of you know this already which is why you're on this podcast but this is like the introductory phase here so the second portion of extremism though has to do with activity levels and nine times out of ten what I usually see women doing and these are these are usually done together like usually there's nutritional and caloric deprivation and increased amounts of cardio So increased amounts can be increased frequency, increased duration, increased intensity. So you become a cardio bunny, you're running, you're doing all kinds of stuff, jumping up and down, doing all these things, you're cutting back your calories, you don't have enough nutritional base, and this goes on, and you're on like this adrenaline high, and maybe you're dropping some pounds, and you know, your pants are fitting a little bit better, now maybe people are noticing like your face looks a little bit slimmer, maybe your bra isn't as snug, because you know, usually when you start losing weight, your boobs kind of shrink at the same time. And in the beginning, like it's really super fun and you're feeling better, you feel lighter. And then all of a sudden, like something happens. I don't know, day 14, sometimes day 21, you, I don't know what, the next thing you know, you're sitting in front of the TV with like a bowl of goldfish crackers and brownie batter and you eat them all and you drink it, you know, like where you're like spooning that stuff into your mouth, like you're never going to eat again. It's like you get to this and you just like fall off of this proverbial wagon, right? And then all of a sudden, then there's the shame that comes along with it. And then the next morning you wake up and of course you weigh yourself and then you're like seven pounds heavier than you were the day before. You feel bloated, you feel horrible. Now you're having your blood sugar swinging all over the place. Now you're having mood swings. You're terrible to be around. Does this, I mean, does this sound like you or anybody that you have ever known in your entire life who has gone down this path? I cannot tell you, like I can laugh now looking back at myself, but by the same time, it, it makes me almost want to cry for a lot of different women because I remember the angst. Like I remember what that was like, you know, I had disordered eating would be, you know, the qualifier. Um, but eating disorders, I was, um, mostly anorexic for a large part of time. And then I started competing in a division of bodybuilding, which believe it or not, that world, I had learned a lot of really great habits from it, but I also discovered there's actually a lot of individuals in there with eating disorders, 
where giving up food and not eating and cutting back on calories, like it's not hard for us. Like we've done it already. So why not do it in a different capacity and get rewarded for it? Like it was, it's kind of messed up. I'll tell you, I've learned so much along this walk, but I'm here to tell you like with clear eyes and a clear conscience that if any of these issues, these problems, these, it's essentially like mental angst and mental eftum. If that sounds like that resonates with you, you're in the right place. So our goal with this podcast is we like to deliver truth to you that you can really count on to improve and move your station in life, you know, at the core, at the places where it seriously matters most. And I know without a question of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt rather, that once you learn how to discipline yourself in the area of health and fitness, you can literally discipline yourself in any other area of life, whether this is mastering your mental, this is some sort of like financial finesse, this is a relationship rescue, this is building a business, this, I mean, this literally is uh, the name of our academy is Transformation Gold, and I know like transformation is being used a lot out there, but I really mean this in my heart of hearts, like this is truly transformative work. When you get the right information, you implement the correct tactics and strategies, turn them into rock solid habits, and Again, your confidence grows through that. You start feeling better. Of course, you start looking better. But usually what has to happen is calling attention to the elephant in the room that what you're doing isn't working <laughs> or what you have been doing isn't working. And you've done it serial, like serial times throughout the years. And again, I'm here to tell you I've done it too. And then there's been times when I stabilized things, but it was almost like I reached a plateau and then like my physique wasn't changing anymore. And so then I was frustrated with that level of plateau. And it, again, it doesn't have to be like that. So when you are looking to change your physique and I understand like, yes, fitness for us, that they go hand in hand. When you are really well-conditioned, you're well-trained, you're strong, you're flexible, you're mobile, all these different things, you can't help but have the aesthetic changes. They come as an obvious and expected byproduct of the work that you put in. Okay, so like athleticism and fitness and physique, like they're all like so tightly tied together. Like you just cannot hide the results. They're gonna be there. When you're beginning that, or when you're doing things differently, maybe you've been with a different coach or a different trainer, or you were doing something that was online, or you just were doing things that everybody else in your family had done, you're not seeing necessarily the stellar results. You, that's, you know, that's when we usually get new clients. And I just, I welcome you, you know, to our academy. We take, I don't know that it's necessarily a different approach, um, well, I guess it is, you know what, because it's an, well, it's an honest approach. And these days, <laughs> honest seems to be pretty rare. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that makes us pretty different. So we're here, we, we give you a lot of education to get your mental in the right place so that as you're pushing through different athletic plateaus or you're changing your habits or whatever it is that we're doing, you're operating from a place of peace and true understanding as to like 
what what it is you're attacking here. You know, there's this saying, like, if you want to defeat an enemy, you have to know it by name. Well, if you're out there fighting the quote-unquote battle of the bulge, well, do you realize that when you focus on extremism and fat loss, you usually do so at the detriment of your muscle? I introduced that in the beginning of this podcast, but now we're going to come back. We're going to talk about this next level here is that your body is made of a bunch of different things. Okay. So you've got bones, you've got blood vessels, you've got nerves, you've got muscle, you've got fascia, you have um, skin and you have fat cells like that, just kind of like organs, like all that. So you get all this stuff that makes you, you, well, when you're in a fitness program or we call it muscular development program, but a true, like comprehensive fitness program has three components to it. Number one, it's your training. So resistance training, that's also conditioning training. Uh, that's nutritional programs. So that's everything that you consume. And then a recovery program. So that's flexibility work. That's mobility work. This also includes a dedicated program for receptor clearance, which, you know, that's kind of an advanced topic, but we'll get into that. All of this stuff helps your body to actually optimize and function at a much higher level so that you're not having these bounce back and forth between bathing suit season and cozy sweater season. I mean, think about this, like a lot of, well, actually all the women that I coach now go on a winter vacation. And so while everybody is still like a winter, not a spring break vacation, like they're going in the middle of winter. So the initial incentive for them is to look good in a bathing suit when everybody else is like getting fat from eating like all the stuff at Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So we operate ourselves on a little bit tighter of a scale so that you're not bouncing back and forth. And some of my women, well, I, all women are different. Like some women are rip the bandaid off type of chicks where they just go like hard and heavy and they don't mind if their six pack abdominals disappear for a while while they're in like a really strong muscle acquisition phase. Other women don't like to do it that way. And so for them, we have a little bit more gentle of a program and everybody is different and our job Number one is to make sure that you're staying healthy. Number two, it's to help you achieve your goals. And everybody, no two so snowflakes are alike. No two people are the same. So we coach you in alignment with how you are wired. But just be advised that there's going to come a time where perhaps what you're doing is not serving you well. And it's time for you to get a little bit clearer on what is the actual correct information to be sure that you're attacking this thing through the right vantage point, through the right lens, so that you're not screwing yourself in the long run or taking a back step when you could have been like doing two things at once. Now you're only doing one and you're doing so at the expense of another. And what I mean by that is this is how your body is set up. We're going to talk just a little bit about your metabolism here for a second. So your metabolism, okay, is obviously going to play a role in how fat is released from your body. Now notice I didn't say lost. I said released. Okay. Again, I'm very intentional. Release happens through um, more of like letting it go, like 
emotional release, but it's also released from being held in little chambers. It goes through this thing called the carnitine shuttle and then it's like released um, off into your body. It's You burn it as a form of energy and then a lot of it you actually exhale is carbon dioxide. So there's like all these physiologic processes behind the release of fat from your body. Okay. Now here's what this looks like. Take a listen to me. When it comes to your metabolism, okay, a metabolism is something that can be trained. And the one thing for me that used to be so frustrating was when I was growing up. Now, granted, we did not have like this abundantly healthy day-to-day diet. You know, we were not financially well-to-do, so we had just like the basics. It was all mostly processed carbs. Um, We had some proteins in there, but they were pretty much, they were breaded or fried or something like that. So like the nutri- like the macro thing was off like we just didn't do it that way so as i was growing up you know i'm i have more muscle on my frame anyway than some of like the smaller more petite girls who were like cheerleaders and stuff and it used to really pain me that they seemed like they could eat all this stuff and they never got fat whereas i just seemed to kind of like get fatter and fatter even though i was playing sports And it just like, I never really, it never made sense to me as to why this was. And I just, even though I was young and I didn't know anything about metabolism, anatomy or physiology outside of like some of the basics, I couldn't ever, like, I didn't want to accept the fact like, well, this is just how this has to be. Like there has to be something that those girls are doing that I am not doing that they know that I don't know. I mean, is it really that God just made them in a more special and prettier way than he made? There's like all these little things that float around in your head, you know? And so as I was growing, you know, I went through all the different phases of dieting. I remember when my oldest sister, Teresa, was going to be getting married. I was in high school. I came across, my mom had um, meal replacement shakes one of like a very famous like national brand up in one of our cabinets and I started drinking those and I started losing weight and people were making comments like oh gosh you're losing some weight you look so pretty and all these different things and so that was really one of my very first like ways of dieting if you would to lose fat but I had no idea as to really what a metabolism was. And then as I got older, I started hearing people talk about like they had slow metabolisms and stuff. And it just never made sense to me. Like, well, can't you speed it up? Like, so I always started asking these questions and really at heart, I really am like a math science geek. I'm largely creative at the same time. But I was really fascinated by all this stuff. And as I was going through, um, I I went to college for a nursing degree. So I was in there, but we never learned anything. We had a two-week course in nutrition, and that was it. Everything else was straight, like, medicine stuff. And then obviously, like, how does the body operate and, and all this stuff. But I was really, like really cool stuff as to like how the how physiology actually works well then fast forward like several years when I started competing 
I started learning more about metabolism and I had different coaches prepare me for different shows and they would always, you know, drop like these major pearls of knowledge and I saw the changes happening in my physique. But then what I saw happening was after the show was like I was having these massive, like massive poundage gains on the scale. I remember one time after I did a show, I think it was a 20, 20 pound weight gain in a week, most of it being water, of course, but still some of it being fat and not understanding the fact that fat cells are actually living, breathing cells. Like there's so much that actually is tied into your metabolism, including your thyroid and your adrenal glands. Like there's all these different parts of your body that are involved in how your metabolism runs. And then once you bring in things like nutrition and your training program, you absolutely can train that thing. But you have to have the right information <laughs> to know that you're driving it in the right direction and that it always stays, you know, churning and burning and it's not like dropping into this idle stall. And, you know, it saddens me greatly when I see all these women, primarily women who are on all these thyroid supplementations all the time because they're getting, you know, this blood work tested and, you know, this is low and this is low and this is low and now they're on this. And again, it, I'm, it, please, I am not in any way suggesting that you stop taking medications or go against the advice of who is your professional healthcare provider. All these things are supposed to be done in collaboration with, in communication with, in partnership, the person who is your primary care provider. But when you have more information and your understanding, you can come into your next physician's appointments far more prepared. And <laughs> just be ready for the fact that oftentimes when you coach and you train with us, your knowledge will supersede what your primary care physician is. Um, unless you're going to somebody who also embraces, you know, natural nutrition, um, those like naturopathic, th those sorts of things, um, functional medicine, things like that. Anyway, so the whole training of your nutrition or your metabolism rather one of the problems when you're on all these thyroid supplementations is that anytime you introduce synthetic hormones into your body, what it actually does is it signals to your body not to produce its own any longer. I'm going to say that again, when you're on like thyroid or any like hormonal supplementation, it sends a signal like hormones are made because there is a there's another hormone that's made before it that causes it's called a stimulating hormone. So there's like a thyroid stimulating hormone that causes your thyroid to produce the two thyroid hormones T3 and T4. So if you introduce a synthetic in there, it actually tells your body, well, hey, look at, I already have this hormone in here. I really don't need any, I don't need you to make any more. So your natural thyroid hormone levels start going down or the stimulating thyroid hormones go down. You're not producing them. And so you get stuck in these little cycles like this where you're not helping your body perform at its optimum level because of the stuff that you're introducing into it. Okay, so again, I, I do wanna reiterate the fact, like don't suddenly withdraw yourself from the medication. Like this is where you are supposed to have honest, upfront, 
and you know very engaging and well prepared conversations with your healthcare provider. You have to be your own advocate. Okay, so what's our plan here? How are we going to get me you know off of this? You know what's our plan for? You know, oftentimes when people coach and train with us a few weeks on their nutritional program, they don't need as many medications as they needed in the beginning. So that's like, that's an expectation. You should be expectant of that. It's largely exciting. But when it comes to, again, training your metabolism, the thyroid is a part of that. Your adrenal glands are a part of that, but also your relationship with your metabolism. Okay. And I say those words on purpose, like the way that your metabolism runs is an indication of the the health the healthiness of the relationship you have with your metabolism so if you start viewing your metabolism like a relationship like a valued relationship whether it's a spouse it's a dear friend it's your children it's your dog your parents or family or co-works like whomever when you start viewing it through that lens all of a sudden shit, I shouldn't hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you hate some of those people. I don't know. But let's just say like it's the people that you actually know, like love and care about. <laughs> so you have to nurture that relationship. And that's how it is with your metabolism. So focusing on that rather than fat loss, okay, is going to help you because when you focus on metabolism, okay, now you have to take into consideration, like, let's just say two things. Number one, it's going to be the amount of fat that you carry on your body. All right, so there's that. But then it, what it really has to do with largely more is your energy stores with your metabolism. Okay, so energy usually comes from food. All right. Calories are a measurement of that energy, but energy, like the purpose of food, even though it tastes great and I know that I love food, I totally do. Um, but the purpose of it is to fuel your body and nourish your body with quality calories, with the vitamins and the nutrients that it needs so that all the parts of you can be functional and do all the things that they're supposed to do so that you can live a healthy, strong, vital and vibrant life. OK, so there's that. Well, energy comes from three different places. Number one, it's going to come from the food which has been broken down in, and it's sitting in your bloodstream, like your blood sugar. Okay. The second place it's going to come from are stored places which you have in your liver and in your muscles. It's called glycogen. The third place it's going to come from is from your fat stores, wherever they are. Okay. So, and the body's going to try to use it in that order. If it needs energy, it's going to first take it from your bloodstream. Like it's floating around. It's like free energy. There it is. Great. Let me use it. When that goes away, now your body has to go on a hunt for different places of energy. So it's going to look for those stored energy sources in your liver. And if you're like working out, your muscles have their own like self-contained energy stores inside there as well. The glycogen stores inside it will use that. And then if it runs out of energy there, well, where's it going to look to? A lot of women will say, you know what? I have so much fat on my body. <laughs> I've got tons. I don't have to eat. I don't have to worry about this. Let my body like basically auto digest my fat. <laughs> but this is not how it works. Okay. Fat. All right. Here's a little bit of geeky science. You're going to appreciate this though. Fat molecules are too big 
and they're kind of like hidden away, if you will, for your body to just like go in there and like use them for energy. It takes energy to actually break the fat down and the fat has to get on board something called the carnitine shuttle. Like there's this whole process to it. So when your body like needs energy, it's like looking around, it's like, well, what else can I use? Well, then it sees like all this delicious muscle everywhere, like your, like your muscle on your biceps and your legs, and maybe you don't have a whole lot of it, okay? So this is like extra worse for you. But for those of you who even are in any sort of strength or resistance training programs, you're doing all this stuff. And if you're not helping your metabolism by supplying the, nutri the nutrition that it actually needs, the calories and the nutrients that it needs to keep everything like humming along, it will actually start to attack your skeletal muscle, your muscle. It'll, it, it, like, you're gonna self-cannibalize. I know. <laughs> I remember, this is so funny, one of my godsons, he's, he's a bodybuilder now, but um, several years back, I was training him. I had invited him up to, up to my gym and we were working out a little bit and I thought, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna need some help with nutrition and stuff. And we started talking about these nutritional things and I had him make a food log and do all this stuff. And I remember when I introduced that very concept to him, like, well, dude, if you're not eating or you're, you know, skipping meals or doing whatever, your body's gonna like start to eat away at itself. And I'll never forget this. Like, <laughs> and if you have sensitive ears, then put your earmuffs on. He got this look on his face and he didn't make eye contact with me. He was like staring through me because he just like realized this. And he, it was very quiet, like this quiet, like he was mad, like trying to keep it like under wraps though. He goes, so basically what you're telling me is that I've been effing myself. Because in his mind, he's thinking like, if I had known this information, like how, how many, even 12 months ago, I could have been so much farther ahead. And my body has like, and then I was thinking of like all the times he didn't eat when he was supposed to. He was, you know, dinking around with his nutrition, like doing all this stuff. And he could have been like, like light years ahead of where, because he's very competitive. Like, and like from that, like he switched like overnight. He was like, that's it. And he just like attacked that stuff. And now he does, he like, he's on his game now. But it's the same thing. Like if you don't know, it's the stuff that you don't know that you don't know that always burns you in the end. Okay. Until you know it. And then once you know it, you're like, holy crap, like mind blown. This is awesome. Like I've learned this stuff. Oh my gosh. It makes you mad because you didn't know it, but now you're so much more empowered because you have that correct information. You're like, you're kidding me. I, this is why. So if I'm not eating right, okay, now no wonder if I'm feeling weaker because I'm on this extreme path, like I'm, my calories are restricted and I don't have enough nutrition, like my thyroid's not working well, my adrenals aren't working well, I'm not training my metabolism, my body's actually auto-digesting itself and I'm, I'm crabby all the time, I'm having mood swings all the time and F this and then that's when you grab the goldfish crackers and the brownie batter and you're in front of the TV and you don't even need utensils, like your face is in the bowl of the crackers and you're drinking out the side of the bowl and then, like, yeah, because your body's just like, you know what? Screw you, okay? 
if you're not gonna give me what I'm gonna what I need to like literally stay alive at this point, I am going to sabotage you. Okay, so like enter the power of your biochemistry and very primal needs of your body. All right, when you mess at the primal level with your body, as long as like not when you're like incapacitated after like a massive car accident or something like you're you like you're doing this on purpose your body's just going to be like f you and it will literally make your cravings so bad and so intense like that's when people quote unquote they fall off the wagon and then you self-sabotage you're like well i must be weak and blah, blah, blah. no 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 you built like this cyclone, this vacuum of terror within your body where it started to eat away at its own muscle. And after a while, it's just like, no, you can't do that. Okay. Cause now you have all these other byproducts of metabolism. It, it creates this whole other cascade. All right. So yes. Yeah, so there actually is science behind like, and I'm talking like true science here behind all the stuff that you've been experiencing. And when you understand, like, I'm not just this walking blob of fat. Like there's actually parts of me that are responsible for keeping healthy, responsible for keeping functioning and responsible for optimizing. And I can completely do this. I just have to have the right information. Okay. So that's why I say like the biggest mistake that women make when it comes to like changing their physique is that extremism. Like that's what's happening when you're doing that. The caloric deprivation, which is always hand in hand with nutritional deprivation. And now you've turned yourself into this cardio bunny. Yeah, sure. After a while, like, yeah, you will have a change in body composition. You will start to release fat from your body because you're turning yourself into an Ethiopian. But if you look at stuff like you don't look great after a while, like if you're of that mindset and I've got girls who very, very strong willed, they blow past that whole cravings thing and they just keep on and they literally like drag themselves and drive themselves down into this energetic pit where now they are dragging ass every single day. They've got massive bags and like dark circles underneath their eyes. Their skin looks like hell. They can barely get out of bed in the morning, but they still do like they still go to work. They still do the stuff, but they just like have zero energy. And then they go to the doctor and the doctor does all these tests, just vitamin D tests, thyroid tests and all this other stuff. And they're like, well, now you need to be on all these other hormones. So now they're on all this other stuff. And they're sitting there and they're reading about the long-term effect of all these other effects of these other hormones and like, well, I don't want to be on this stuff. And nine times out of 10, in fact, 10 times out of 10, I've never had a woman who was not able to come off of her stuff once we really improved her nutritional program and put that hand in hand with her training and recovery program. Like this is the expectation, like this is how it happens. It's not a surprise to me. They're always surprised in a very positive way, but it's not a surprise to me. This is what happens. And then when you do this correctly, okay, like if you're into numbers or you need to know like what's up the road for you, this is what we always see. Like within the first two weeks, I've had clients, both men and women who are diabetic and check their blood sugars. Like within two weeks, you start to see when you coach and train with us, you start to, and you do the stuff that we actually outline for you. Okay. That's the major caveat there is you start to see a normalization of your blood sugars in the morning. 
and you start to see a reduction in your blood sugars across the course of the day. You're not going to have those high spikes, okay, which usually lends itself to that individual not needing as much medication, whether that's a pill or whether that's straight up insulin, okay? So that's an expectation. And when you reach that little pinnacle there, now you're having a different conversation with your healthcare provider, okay, so that you can make those medication adjustments. Don't just like abruptly pull yourself off, okay? That's what can be expected there. All right, first two weeks. Usually within the first three weeks, you're going to see a change in how your pants fit. Usually they're gonna start to fit better, okay? Like around the waist. You're not gonna feel as bloated. You'll feel all in all lighter. And then usually within the first six weeks, you start to see some changes. Number one, definitely in your face. You're gonna see more vibrancy in your skin. Usually, I, I forgot this, in the first couple weeks with us, you're going to start to have, people will start to comment on how your eyes look brighter. Okay, that's an expectation. Like, that happens all the time. This is, you know, part of it is because you're engaged and excited about this new venture, but the other part of it is that you're actually helping your body be healthy from the inside. Like, health begins in your gut. Like, it happens from the inside out. And so, when you're consistent with all these things, usually what we do then is we're increasing your calorie intake, which is like shocking and it's like very hard for most women to like accept the fact that they get to eat more calories and that they also get to eat carbs because for them, like nine times out of 10, you know, carbs are the devil and, you know, fat is a fat in, a, in terms of like dietary intake is like your greatest enemy. So your body needs that stuff, all right? And when you are increasing your levels of athleticism, like you're going to have to fuel the beast. Like, <laughs> you so, you know, I kind of laugh, you know, again, like half of me is laughing and then the other half of me is crying because I feel bad for people who don't know this information. But the part of me that has mastered this and I'm looking back at my former self, like through all the things that I did and how long it took and all these other stuff, like all these people are out here, you know, still drinking like these meal replacement shakes and they're getting weaker while, you know, all of us over here, we're eating like 18 to 2200 calories a day, plus one to two refeed meals a week. And we're getting stronger, leaner and tighter. And a lot of the women that I coach, they're, they're in their fifties. I mean, this is not like I'm just coaching like 18 year old like boys who are like high on testosterone. Like this is over all the decades of life. And that's the expectation. Because again, when you coach and train with us, like we get you locked in on those three fundamentals, like your nutrition program, your training program, and then your recovery program, which includes, you know, flexibility, mobility, and then your receptor clearance protocol. Um, but then you eventually or soon to be step up into, we refer to it more so as your muscular development program. Muscular development is the umbrella over all athletic goals. So that includes strength and resistance training. That's like speed, agility, conditioning, all of that stuff is muscular development, but it's those three pillars. And when you do that, what ends up happening is that you move the needle from catabolism which means breaking down okay so catabolism breaking down of fat what you actually do is you push yourself into an anabolic state which is building which doesn't mean hold on you're not going to turn into like some big 
bulky, manly-looking bodybuilder. If you saw, this is a podcast, if you saw me in person, okay, so my physique changes sometimes on the daily, but it usually changes throughout the course of the week. Okay, at my largest, I'm a size six, and sometimes I'm a size two, depending usually when it's like summertime and I'm doing way more outdoor training because I love training in the heat, um, I'll be a size two. Like, but I still carry a significant amount of muscle mass on my frame as a, okay, size two, all right? <laughs> so you're not gonna get big and bulky. But the key is to push yourself into an anabolic state, which means like your body is producing more cells all the time. And it's producing the hormones that you need to stay like youthful and vibrant and energetic and you're looking good and you're feeling good. Like, and when you train your body to do that, it doesn't matter how old you are. You don't get like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like you don't look like you're 120 years old when you just turn 40. Do you know what I'm saying? Like everything, like, and then you feel better about yourself. Like it all works together. So having those few, like they're, they're few pearls of knowledge, but they're actually like major indicators here. Like, holy crap, have I been focusing like all this stuff on fat loss? All right. I neglected to acknowledge or just had no idea that my body is like this living, breathing city. And I've got all these like different buildings inside of it that are like doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they're all working together to form like this community inside of me. <laughs> like I'm responsible for all this. Never thought about the fact that my metabolism, like how it functions is a, is a reflection of my relationship with it. Never thought about taking care of my metabolism in terms of like curating a relationship with it. Like I never thought about this stuff. So when you change like that's your vantage point of how you're looking at something, like how that, how the thing appears, like it changes. And now all of a sudden, like you're empowered and you're just like, oh my gosh, I, I never, okay. I'm not going to be doing this, this, and this anymore. I'm not going to be like cutting back on, you know, all of my calories. The question then becomes like, well, now what do I do? Well, you call us, you go on to our website, okay? <laughs> you schedule a nutritional consultation with us because then we're gonna be able to help you get your program tailored to you. So yes, we do corporate wellness. Um, most of our activities, you know, we make way, you can always move faster when you're working with an individual. Um, you, I, I invite you, just go to our website, transformationgoldfitness.com, and then you can just click on through. We've got a lot of resources on there. We have more podcasts which are on there, but you want to get to your nutritional consult sign-up. Okay, so you can just fill out the contact us form, either myself or one of my assistants. We'll get back to you within 24 hours. We'll get you set up for a nutritional consultation. Yes, that's a paid service and um, there's assessment forms and we don't cookie cutter anything. And we don't like drop like this drastic program on you if you're in the beginning stages. Okay, I think a lot of, I remember I did this too in my younger years, I was afraid to go to a high level coach thinking that I had to be at a certain level before I hired them. Me as the coach, I am adept and have mastered how to coach all levels. Okay. I keep myself upward going and growing so that I can continue to attract 
individuals who are operating at a higher caliber, but that doesn't mean that I abandon the fundamentals. As long as you are committed and you are coachable, you are 100% welcome into coaching and training with myself, any of my coaches, because this is what we do. This is what we believe in. This is how we make our living. But more specifically, why we don't cookie cutter stuff is we are in business, okay? And so when you're building a business, I'm just gonna lay this on the line for you here. Building a business, building a brand, that's a reflection of myself. It's a reflection of my family name and my business name. I can't have, you know, somebody who hasn't worked out in a long time or somebody who's on a slew of medications, like trying to do some crazy ass workout or like some extreme radical nutrition thing when they don't have any of those beginning habits. So we totally tailor this to where you are and the way that it works in any sort of a program, whether we're doing a well-rounded fitness program with you, a true muscular development program, or we're dovetailing something like a nutritional program for you, we have weekly check-ins via phone call. So you're checking in with us via phone call. It's not for accountability. It's for, for tracking to see where your progress is, where are your, your speed bumps, if you will, where are you having some problems, um, both in operations, like I go to work and I can't do this, this, and this, but also like, you know what I noticed, like this day of the week, I'm not, you know, I'm feeling like this, this, and this. We make tweaks as we go along so that you stay feeling great, but that's what you also learn how to navigate those speed bumps. So that let's say you go on vacation somewhere and you're not in contact with us for a week or two. You're not going to like quote unquote fall off the wagon because now you're on vacation. Like you're always empowered to live your life. Okay. We have a plan for you when you go on vacation. We have a plan for you when you come back, like nothing changes. So what I would, you know, encourage you to consider is if you're on, you know, kind of like that seesaw, like the, the tipping point of, I know that I need to, I should do this, blah, 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 blah. You're always going to find, I, I really mean this from my heart of hearts, because I've, I've done this and I've lived this and I, this is one of my firm beliefs that I will not change on purpose is that you will always, what's the word? You will always benefit from investing in yourself. And I don't mean that from a selfish way. I don't mean this is about self-love, self-care, self, any of the self stuff of today's like common culture. I really mean by investing in yourself. Okay. You only get one body. All right. And I truly believe that we're here on this earth to make contributions, whether and serve others, whether that's our family at home, that's our community, it's in the workplace or whatever. And if you're not feeling good or you're feeling like you're being, you know, dragged across the rocky roads on the shoulder of some, you know, like country road, feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like feeling like you're hung over all the time and you're tired of bouncing back and forth like that, take those little, you know, moments and, and take your resources and invest in yourself. Because once you start to feel better, you do better and you have more to actually give. But the other thing I ask you to consider is in my family, one of my goals was to break those generational practices of extreme dieting. 
that I had seen modeled by my mom, by my aunts, by all the women in my family, and even a lot of the girls that I had like gone to school with. It was like this big thing. I wanted to break that. So remember your position as a role model for others. So it begins as investing in yourself, but by the time it comes back out through your heart, like the purpose of it is to be of service and contribution to helping the next woman who's coming up behind you or even the next man who's coming up behind you because they, they wrestle with this stuff just as much as women do. Okay, so again, we'd be happy, happy, happy if you were to give us a little shout here, give us a thumbs up, please, you know, share this podcast with other people. And then when you're ready, I encourage you, even if you're not ready, you know, hit us up for your nutritional consultation, your fitness consultation. You can get us directly on our website. That's www.transformationgoldfitness.com. Contact us, you know, on the contact us form. And then again, myself or one of my assistants, we will contact you back within 24 hours and get you rocking and rolling. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciated having you. I hope that you learned a lot and that you're stepping into action. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.